Okay. Good evening, everyone. Today is May 23rd, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is more about alcoholism, and our speaker tonight is Dana P. Thank you, Dana. Take it away. Thank you so much, Michelle, and thank you, everybody that's here. I, um, Dana P., compulsive overeater, vomit, bulimic, recovered. Um, just actually had my second year anniversary uh, last week. So um, I haven't, you know, I have a friend that said to me, uh, I, I told her the day later, I had not told anyone. And she said, I would be shouting that from the rooftops. And the only one that I need to shout it to is already shouting it to me. And that's my higher power, the God of my understanding. So I always like to open with a prayer. Um, Release me from the up till now, detach me from the after now, allow me to be fully present in the now. Beloved master, divine flow, river moving through me, be with me now, speak through me now, be me now, so that I may be of service to at least one, even if it's only one, that they may hear your message through me, that I may be of service to someone that I can help tonight. So I'm just really grateful. Um, thank you. And I won't end us with an amen because it is open. My God is always evolving and changing and giving me something new and special. So I don't like to end uh, my prayers or even amend them because they do evolve. And so we're in this chapter uh, more about alcoholism. And it was so funny when Francesca asked me, I said, you mean more about insanity? <laughs> because that's what I lovingly call this chapter, more about insanity. So I did do a little studying um, and I wrote some things down. And that's why I said, I'm going to look at my time. Because um, sometimes I do like my thing is, and part of my disease is that I complicate everything and I get very, very distracted. Um, so maybe I should start a little bit with qualifying. Um, I always loved sugar. And I was just thinking about this when I was uh, a kid. The first time I went to the dentist, I had 13 cavities. And I hadn't even really thought about that much. Um, I always thought my disease started when I was 17. And I went on this crazy diet because I'd been uh, quite a partier in high school. And I had a little softness to me as I went through adolescence. And I think I weighed about 115 at the time. And so I went on this crazy, excuse me, a crazy ass diet, really. It was insane. Um, um, probably not any different than many of anybody else that's ever been on a restricted diet. Um, but within three months, I was down to 90 pounds and I was starving. And so my animal nature said, eat, 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 which I did. And that's really scared me. And I'd heard a, a girl at a party one time who was, um, very, very skinny say to me when I said, I'm so full, I couldn't drink another beer. She said, go stick your finger down your throat. And at the time it's like Bill, you know, uh, on that people jumping from the, from the, uh, rooftops. That's crazy. I won't do that. And I thought the same thing. I won't do that. I would never do that. Well, literally, I mean, three months later, that was the day before I started my diet. When that girl told me that three months later, I was in the bathroom, sticking my finger down the throat. And I got really good at it. You know, very prideful person. Um, I got really good at vomiting. So never in my career, my 41 uh, years, my 41 year career, 
as a compulsive overeater, vomit bulimic, did I weigh more than 125 pounds? Maybe a little bit, but um, seriously, I've never been very heavy. So anywhere from 90 to 125. So I always felt like I had the secret, you know, and like I was getting away with something, which I really wasn't, you know, that came out later. So um, two years ago, I mean, I tried everything and I know I can list the things in the, in the interest of time. Um, I'll just say two years ago in uh, March of 2020, I started going to meetings and it was a directive from my higher power. Literally, I'm sitting right where I'm sitting now on my computer, just like this. And over here, I hear this voice say, uh, it said, make a plan and stick to it and go to a vision for you. I was like, what? <laughs> and people had told me about this thing called the dignity of choice. So I wrote something down next morning and I'm in California. So I'm talking 4 a.m. I get the, the um, ring, ring, ring. And I've been on the vision for you every single day since then. 4 a.m. I wake up at 3 a.m. I do my prayer practice and my meditation. And I listen to that meeting and I participate in that meeting. And it was a, the following Thursday, I got a sponsor, uh, worked through the steps with her, and I got recovered. And my, my journey continues. Um, there are layers to this, this uh, disease. It's very insidious. Uh, and for me, it's, you know, peeling away the layers, digging deeper and deeper and deeper and working through that what, what um, is lovingly called by Bill in the 12 by 12 is emotional sobriety, this idea of the new frontier. So that's kind of where I am right now. Um, and so I'd like to share a little bit about insanity and what I discovered um, through this little bit of um, study that I did today, which I thought was really interesting. Um, some of the definitions of insanity, because that's really, you read the stuff and even Bill, you know, first Bill's story, and then we get, there's a solution, this is what we can do. And, and then we get some more people that didn't do that. Um, and they're crazy people, right? So the first time I read more about alcoholism, I thought the only one I can relate to is that jaywalker because I was addicted to excitement. I was addicted to adrenaline, um, jumping out of airplanes, swimming with sharks, driving fast. Um, alcohol was a part of my disease as well. Anything and everything, sleeping with anybody and everybody unprotected, just any kind of crazy, exciting thing that I could do. Um, flying in a helicopter um, to trauma victims, all these crazy things. So that I could really relate to that jaywalker. And, you know, I hope the bus gets so close to me, it clips me on the ass because that's even more exciting, right? Um, so that I could only relate to that. And the more I read the stories and more I listened to people share and the more I got really honest with myself, I could see how I was every single one of those people. So, you know, if I have time, I'll go through that and, and tell you about that. But um, so I've heard it said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And, and I found out that people say, well, it was either Albert Einstein or Benjamin Franklin that said that, which actually, according to the Internet, of course, everything you believe, oh, everything you read on the Internet isn't true. But um, it said that maybe he did and maybe he didn't, Albert Einstein. But six other things that maybe he said and maybe he didn't, which I thought were just beautiful. One is not everything that counts can be counted. Another, the definition of insanity, that's the one I just shared. The next one, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, 
it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. The definition of, I already said that one, and I said that one too. Education is that which remains if one has forgotten everything he learned in school. This is one that I cracked up because now it leads me to the book, right? When you sit with a nice girl for two hours, you think it's only a minute or a nice guy or whatever, you know, your dog. Um, but when you sit on a hot stove for a minute, you think it's two hours. That's relativity. Seriously, like that takes us to it, right? You know, recoil from it like a hot flame. And the ins insanity is I keep jumping back up there on that stove and putting my rump right on it and singeing the heck out of it over and over and over again. And that's what this disease has been for me. Um, so back to insanity, what is that? The state of being seriously mentally ill or madness, extreme foolishness or irrationality. This is a good one. Cannot distinguish fantasy from reality. Cannot, cannot conduct his affairs or is subject to uncontrollable impulsive behavior. I mean, isn't that what we are? We're impulsive, I know I am. And I don't like to feel, I don't like to be with myself. Um, so I'm gonna go over to We Agnostics um, on page 52, because this is really, um, really speaks to what I'm talking about, about the, the, uh, the, the flame. Um, we had to ask ourselves why we shouldn't apply our human problems the same readiness to change our point of view. We were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures and we were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear and we were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. Was not a basic solution to these bedevilments more important than whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight of course it wasn't. We saw others solve their problems by this simple reliance on the spirit of the universe. <clears throat> we had to stop doubting the power of God. And you know, I realized as I read those well-known bedevilments is that that was what my life was like in this disease, in the insanity of the disease, the bedevilments. And, and I didn't want to live that way anymore. So I you know, work through the steps and started doing it. But what I realized was that I couldn't wish it and I couldn't think it and I couldn't feel it. I had to do it. And, you know, and I prayed and prayed and prayed to God, you know, change me, change me, change me. But I had to do the action. I had to get into action. And how did, how did that work? Well, through six and seven, step six and seven, looking at all those um, defects of my character and I really had a hard time with that word defect. You know, it means that we're, um, that we're marred or we're damaged or broken. There's something wrong, which I kind of knew at the core of me, but I really didn't like that idea. And I recently was um, doing some more research again, looking up words and what I saw, and I've heard some people sharing this, which I think is so amazing how it comes around like this, is that uh, to defect means to turn away from. And, you know, if you're in the army and you go AWOL, it's like you're defecting from the army. And, you know, what a 
what a crazy thing. I don't know why I thought of that, but it's because I was a soldier. I've always been a soldier. I even had a boss tell me that, you know, and she told me I, I maybe I needed to take a little time off. And I said, no, Helen, I have this, you know, this training that I need to do. And I'll think about it after that. And she said, you're such a soldier. I mean, I can't believe all the things you've been through and you just soldier on. And, and I'll say that part of my disease, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and go running. And um, one time I was running and it was really dark and I was running over this little canal bridge. And I looked up, you know, and where I, where I uh, live, it's kind of a little rural in some areas and it was very dark. And I heard that same voice over here say, wow, it's really dark. And I mean, within seconds, within seconds, I'm hit from behind by a young man on a bicycle coming home from a gig um, with a big car on his back, no light on his bike. So he didn't see any reflectors I had. And I face planted, I mean, smashed my face. I ended up going to the emergency room. But the first thing I thought of when I sort of shook it off a little bit before I realized I was in shock was I have to get home and get a shower so I can get to work. You know, I mean, I have to be at work. And so this is two days later, I'm telling my boss and literally the left, right side of my face was completely swollen. My eye was swollen shut. And I'm telling her, well, we have this training planned and I'll be there next week to do the training. I'll take a couple of days off, but I need, I'll just put an ice bag on. I mean, that's the insanity of my disease, right? Um, so I kind of lost track of where I was, but you know, it's that, that insanity of the disease. Um, Oh, doing our part, you know, so what is the part that I have to do? I have to listen. I mean, I have to listen to the voice. I have to get quiet. I have to stop and I have to trust. It comes down to trust. Okay. I'm not comfortable doing this. I'm I, my biggest fear is being vulnerable. And I mean, here I am sitting in front of all of you. I could have made a reason why, oh no, I can't go do this in front of 56 people but I'm taking the risk and I'm doing it um, because why? Because otherwise I'm detached. I'm defecting from God and his kids, all of you. And so I'm choosing not to do that today. And, and how do I do that? By doing the opposite of what would be my normal thing, hiding, running away, um, whatever, however that looks. So I'm sort of out of my, out of my comfort zone here. Um, so going back to uh, what what I was talking about, I always have to go back to the book and I, I know I'm gonna run out of time because I'm going back other chapters, uh, but now we're in more about alcoholism, right? We're in page 30 um, where he talks about this part that most of us are unwilling um, and that's my pride. You know, most of us are unwilling um, to admit, it's like the first, the first line here. Um, most of us are unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. Well, what does that mean? Five minutes. Thank you, Rich. It means, um, it means a lot of things to me, really. It means, uh, it means mainly that I have ism. So my friend, when I first went into, uh, went into this program way back, I went into, uh, um, AA because I thought that, um, that I would go through the steps with AA. And I was kind of a, a lot in denial about the fact that I, you know, had this issue with food and got through the fourth step. And I told my, she was my sponsor at the time and said, yeah, you know, this is all the stuff about when I was drinking, um, but I had this other problem. And I shared with her about 
the food. And she says, well, maybe OA would help you. This is 2015 and how it took me more, five more years. Um, but she said, but you know what? Keep coming because you have the ism. You have the ism. And what is that ism? It's the allergy of the body. And what is that? That certain things cause an effect. And it's talks about in doctor's opinion, XXVIII. This, you know, men and women drink because they like the effect. So it's all these different isms that things, you know, and for me, it was compulsively overeating and purge vomiting because I was so restless, irritable, discontent, feelings that I was uncomfortable with, whatever they were. And I had to stuff them down, stuff them down, stuff them down. And then I got into fear. Oh my God, I'm going to get. And it just this continuous cycle where I was in total and complete oblivion. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then, and I'll just share, and I'm just getting two pages into this. So I guess maybe I need to do a special edition. <laughs> um, at the bottom of page 31, um, we do not, we do not like to pronounce any individual as alcoholic, but as you can quickly diagnose yourself. And he talks about what they're going to do, step over to the nearest bar. But seriously, you know, I mean, isn't that what it's about? We diagnose ourselves and I could qualify all day long, but the only one that I need to qualify to is myself. Um, and that's, that's the honest truth of it. And anybody that tells me that they have a problem, it's not my business. I, love and tolerance is my code. I'll be here. I'll listen. I'll help where I can. Um, so the, you know, since my time is almost up, I'd like to share my screen. I'm hoping that if I click the share screen, it will do that. Um, oh, darn it. Let's see if this will work. There it is. Can everybody see the promises? Yes, we can. Thank you, Amy. So um, just a little bit here about on page 52, we have the bedevilments, which I read. And it corresponds to the promises. And I just love this because this is my life today on the right side, right? We were having trouble with personal relationships. I was. I stepped on so many toes and I didn't, I, I needed help and I didn't know who to help because I, I had one friend that took, that's the only person I could think of to take me to the emergency room because I couldn't, I thought I was going to drive myself before she came, right? Um and so what is the promise? We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Um, the next one, we couldn't control our emotional natures. Well, I thought I controlled it by stuffing my face full of food, right? Or running at 3 a.m. and getting hit from behind by a bicycle. Um, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. I'd say 80% of the time, I'm so chill. and. If I'm not, and I work in a pretty stressful environment and I'm, I'm an RN and, it would, and when I feel that coming on, I go into what I call the throne room, you know, where the, where the, the uh, throne is and I sit down on my throne, the, the toilet, and I have a little talk with God. And then I flush and I run some water and I come out and all is well, you know. Um, so the next one, we're prey to misery and depression. I don't know if that was a result of the disease or my nature, but I, I was pretty low a lot. And my attitude, I'm very, uh, people tell me that, how can you be so happy all the time? Just, you know, because I love, I love my God and I love this program and I love all of you. I don't even know. Um, couldn't make a living. Well, I did okay with that, but I was very fearful, even though I had money, have money, 
I'm still, I'm, that's, I'm working on that one, but fear of people, not so much anymore. I, you know, the boss called me into the office and I thought that I was being fired and that's just pretty new to me this past year. That's pretty much dissolved away. Gentle time. Thank you. We had a feeling of use, useful, uselessness, that feeling of useful, uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Full of fear, I was. This is my very favorite promise. We will intuitively know how to handle situations that, which used to baffle us. And, you know, what does that mean? It means that my God lives in me and my God guides and directs me from within. Uh, and it's amazing. It used to be this little voice over here and it still is that little voice when I don't listen, but, or a big booming voice, but it comes from within me. Um, unhappy, very rare that I'm unhappy. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We couldn't seem to be a real help to other people. I get a lot of feedback on that um, service. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how you will see how your experience can benefit others. We will not regret the past, nor do we wish to shut the door on it. And I, boy, I'll tell you, I want to shut the door on it. Um, and now I enjoy it. But most of all, we suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And if I had another 20 minutes, I would be, well, I would go over time with that too. So thank you so much. And I'm going to leave it with that. Um, yeah, I guess I unshare now the screen. Not sure how to. Stop share. There it is. Stop share. There we are. Thank you so much, Dana, for your wonderful share. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you are on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, Kristen, over to you to call the raised hands. All right, thank you so much, Michelle, and thank you so much, Dana. Uh, Brenda A, hold on, let me get to find you. It is your turn to speak. I would say that I'm speechless, but my friend Dana knows I am never speechless. I am so thrilled to see all of you here. I'm very happy to be at this meeting. It's a first time and, um, you know, I never thought I would have a God squad. I never thought I could say the word God. And I never thought that it would be as impactful as it is to me one day at a time. But the fellowship, all I can say is, Dana, I want what you have. And I am willing to go wherever I have to go and do whatever I have to do to get there. Thank you. You give me hope, continuous hope. That wasn't a question. It's just me telling you, I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brenda. And next we have Eileen. Hold on, let me find you. There you are. Hi, I'm Eileen, compulsive overeater. Hi, everybody. Really great to be here. Um, it's interesting, the more I'm in 
program again, the more um, uncomfortable uh, my behaviors have become that I'm, I don't like. And so uh, something just happened before the meeting and I, I'm like, well, I, I want to, it kind of relates to what, to more about alcoholism. And I had forgotten how great this chapter is. And so it was a great opportunity to kind of look over it. Dana, thank you so much for your share. Um, I can't, I'm looking, oh, there you are. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a wealth of information. It was amazing. Um, but what I love about, uh, this, what I love about all the 12 steps and everything we read is that I, for me, I interchange, you know, how we interchange alcohol and to food, I interchange, um, you know, anger and, you know, acting out like anything. And so, as it says in more about alcoholism, in some circumstances, we have gone out deliberately to get drunk. Or for me, it would be as in today, you know, get angry, um, take out my anger on somebody else, feeling ourselves justified by nervousness, anger, worry, depression, jealousy, or the like. But even in this type of beginning, we are obliged to admit that our justification for a spree was insanely insufficient in the light of what always happened. And so what happened to me is that I acted out. I was, fr I was frustrated because my, um, my son, who is graduating from eighth grade, um, is on the autism spectrum. And my mom wants him to wear something that I don't think is appropriate. And I'm like, he's autistic, he's different. And I'm yelling at her. And really, it's not even about her. It's about the fact that I'm having issues with it. And this program is teaching me immediately what happened was I'm feeling bad about it. It's uncomfortable for me. And I want, need to see like, what, like automatically, I'm like, it feels uncomfortable to be angry. What's my part in it? Do I owe her an amends? And I'm reading in this, like, I feel justified because I'm angry and she needs to hear it, right? Like, but no, 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 no. So. It's incredible to me, the miracle of this program that like, I I'm immediately feel uncomfortable when I act out. I mean, this is like crazy to me. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just super grateful that I can be honest in this, in this room, in this space. And, um, and that I can, I always like to use like real life examples because it just, I, I love what other people do because I can relate. And so I try to use my own real life examples and I'm so grateful for that connection with you guys. And so that's why I wanted to share that. So anyways, so grateful to be here and I may have to make an amends. I will talk to my sponsor, but you know what? I, I just get, you know, the psychic change happens with all of it. So I'm here for it. So anyways, thank you. Thank you, Eileen. Now we have Roz R. Here you go. Is that the right one to unmute? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm Roz, recovering compulsive overeater. And thank you so much, Dana. I don't know where you are, but I know you're there somewhere. <laughs> um, for sharing uh, what you did today. I mean, not what you did today, what you shared today. Um, I, I always admire people who, you know, come in the program a few years ago and then they just, you know, they just get it. And uh, I came in the program two decades ago and um, it's taken me a long time to get it because of the denial factor and um, wanting to do it my way. 
but um, I still put Galia. But anyway, um, you know, when, when you were sharing in, uh, you know, when you were sharing the bedevilments, uh, one of the things that really has been pro profound for me was when it's been suggested to me to read the bedevilments in the first person, you know, as I. And honestly, that took on a whole new meaning. You know, it's like personalized it so much. And uh, I, I, I think I'm doing pretty well on the bedevilments. Um, I'm really feeling grateful for this program and for the support. And um, just for the many changes I've gone through, I see God working in all these changes. But I'm dealing with something now, you know, like I'm not practicing any of the other addictions. And, and I got confronted recently about media addiction. And now what is media addiction? And I found myself today, I, I find myself like, so I'm not eating and I'm not spending and I'm not doing any of the other destructive things, but you know, um, I can't stop watching the news or I can't stop watching something on television. And it's like, it consumes me and um, I'm praying about it. I really, you know, I think I need a dignity of choice for, for, um, for behaviors <laughs> rather than just food. But uh, anyway, this is a really um, great meeting. And I love what you shared about defecting because I heard that too. And uh, I like that a lot. So um, anyway, I'm just glad to be here. Glad to hear everybody and uh, see everybody. And um, God, I hope this stays on as people start going to live meetings. But anyway, thanks for letting me share. And thanks for your service too, Kristen. Thank you. Oh. Sorry, I think I muted you too quickly. I apologize. Sorry, I think I muted you too quickly. I apologize for that, Roz. I was a little uh, happy with my trigger finger there. Sorry about that. All right, next we have Ian. Let me ask you to unmute. There you go. Awesome. Thank you for your service, Krista. Uh, I'm Ian, compulsive reader. Very grateful to be here. So much joy in this room. Uh, I love it. Thank you, Dana, for your share. That you you put a lot of things um, in a way that I've never heard them before, and I and I really appreciate that. I think um, I, I I love that that idea of a, of a defect being turning away, turning away from God, uh, and and it just made me think of the insanity of the disease being like you know the big book talks about god being everything or nothing you know and it's like I, I i live today in a world where god is everything um but in my disease i was living i was acting as if god was nothing <laughs> and it's like that is about as defective from god as i could possibly be is just living as if that higher power didn't exist um i yeah i, I just wrote a couple notes down that like insanity is living away from God and then my character defects are, are turning away from God. And that's like true of all of them. You know, I think there's like four chief ones, at least that's how I learned it, that are like the source that there's fear, there's resentment, there's dishonesty, there's selfishness. But when I look at all those, I'm like, each of those is just me turning away from my higher power in a different way, <laughs> you know, and that's what it always comes down to. And, and that, um, some, an idea that simple really helps me. Um, because anytime anything like that crops up, I can just be like, all right, I'm going crazy. I'm turning away from my higher power. How can I get back on track? Um, that is all I have to share. I love you all. 
Thank you, Ian. And now we have Ann. Now we have Ann L. Hi, my name's Ann. I'm a compulsive overeater, gratefully recovered. And, you know, um, thank you so much, uh, Dana, for your share. Um, I realized um, when I heard Eileen um, share, I thought, you know, real life situations happen. And, and um, I mean, this is, it's funny and it's, um, it's kind of sad, but I, I come away from it more funny than anything, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm traveling on the, um, the way um, um, later this afternoon, I'm going to the, um, um, uh, the garden center. And as I'm driving to the garden center, with my one purpose of, of getting a, a ticket to a garden tour that's in June sometime. And, and I realize um, my phone's ringing, I grab it and it's somebody asking me if, if I could be a sponsor. They saw me posting somewhere and I said, so I talked to her for a few minutes and I said, well, we need to talk together. And, you know, and I said, I'm on my way to the garden center. And I said, I have to take care of this. And as I get to the garden center, I know in my head Already as I park my vehicle, I am pulling out my um, my 10th step sheets so I can do um, two 10th steps <laughs> because, you know, life happens and it happened before I even got the phone call and I needed to um, do 10th steps at the garden center as I'm sitting in my vehicle. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm putting all these words out to the person that reached back out to me and took my, my post from group me. And um, I'm saying all these things and, and um, totally forgetting that I talked to someone and then realizing that in this process, I needed to keep searching for something that my husband asked me to search for. And so I'm searching all over in different garden areas and I'm coming back and never got back to the lady that I spoke to until I got home and realized that I'd forgotten to get back to her, but I knew how important for me those 10 steps were to get done so I could get right with myself and with another person. And I'm grateful for what this program has taught me and, and the 12 steps that because I was just so irritated, I just, I had to get rid of it, all of it and find that freedom again to be right with myself. And I still have to make um, make amends to another person yet. And I'll do that as soon as I'm done with this meeting. Um, but, you know, um, I'm grateful for what I've learned here in, in these, these little squares that I look at and with people that have sponsored me. And I know my time is up, so I'm going to stop talking. But thanks, everyone, for what you've taught me. Okay, really quick, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please pause the recording? <laughs>